Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. All right. Hey, we're back. David and Angelique Nori turned on podcast. Angie, do you think that we've seen every single Christmas movie that was ever made? Well, I know that you have. Usually I'm putting the baby to bed. <laughs> this is what happens. They're like, let's sit down for a family movie night. Ooh. And it's 9 p.m., which is like Noah's bedtime. So I'm like, great, I'll get a good 20 minutes if I'm lucky. And then I have to go in there and put her down. And ultimately I fall asleep. The Christmas Because I'm spirit exhausted. Right there. All right. Well. But I've seen a lot. Yeah, we've seen a lot. Well, here's the thing. This You've this, seen them all. Okay. This week... <laughs> This week is one of those weeks where people are like, okay, they're so busy. They're either traveling, they're shopping, they're they're in. We we want to be in work mode, but at the same time, we're in we're in Christmas mode. So I'm trying to sit there and think of something that could give you guys a little bit of value, but at the same time, be a little bit more lighthearted. So I came up with this idea, and Angelique's going to help me. If you were to form your board of directors, if you were making a company right now, and you needed your board of directors and to fill those positions, but here's the caveat. You could only fill them with characters from our favorite Christmas movies, okay? That's how you're going to do it. Where did you come up with this topic? I think this is fun. Okay. Is, okay, so whatever your business is right now, uh, if it's a company, board of directors, if it's if it's personal business, uh, we are certainly, if we're looking at like the direct sales industry, I'll have a couple of different categories in here that might be specific to direct sales. But what we're doing, and, and start thinking about this in your head right now, we are going to fill... And we're going to talk about these positions and how important they are, but we're going to fill them with only characters, not actors, but the characters from our favorite holiday Christmas movies. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, again, we'll talk about what each position is and then why we pick this particular person. Some of them will be... Um, We'll, we'll cross all types of industries, and some of them will be a little bit more specific to what we do here in what you would call direct sales. So the first thing everybody needs is everybody's looking for, uh, I think, a chief a chief marketing officer, right? We know marketing is hugely important today. Well, I mean, if you're going to buy and sell anything, you're being marketed to. Right. Okay, so think about it. If you're going to buy and sell anything, and at Christmas time, we're buying and we're selling and there's one person that I've thought of here that I'm like, hmm, what, what do you look for, Ange? Don't. <laughs> there's a there's crying a... baby. <laughs> what do you look for, babe, in a marketing officer? What do you think about when you think about someone who'd be good at marketing? Um, well, 
someone that's really in touch with customers and also in touch with buying habits, um, market trends, but also, um, you know, timeless in nature in terms of how to reach people, how to get to their, like the emotional hook and how to keep coming, bringing them back. Ooh. Kind of like the ecosystem of, of buying, you know, you didn't even see my, you didn't even see my, I have so, no idea what you're so about. someone who's in touch, <laughs> someone who's in touch with, with, with the customer, someone who's in touch with, uh, the emotional part of buying. I mean, this this is almost a layup right here, and it's probably the most popular Christmas movie that was ever. If you if you wake up Christmas morning, it's playing on 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 a just a constant loop, and that's Ralphie, Ralphie from a Christmas story. I mean, he would be my chief marketing officer. Why? Because he's always thinking of ways to get into the mind of the decision maker. That's basically what the movie's yeah. about. Yeah. How can I get into their minds? I love when he's placing the ad, like he goes up to his mom's room and he opens the magazine and he places the ad for the Red Rider BB gun there. Yeah, totally. Um, what about greasing up the teacher a little bit? You know, hey, you know, here's a, here's a big basket. It's all about positioning. Yep. Positioning. What else? Well, I, I like the fact that he wasn't a big fan of gimmicks. Well, I, tell me, I don't remember what He wasn't said. a big fan of gimmicks. Remember the little little uh, uh, Orphan Annie decoder ring? He, he was like that. He's like, uh, a crummy commercial? Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. He's yeah. like, son of a bitch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I remember. Well, that's the thing. Like, and so for our listener, because we, yeah, we're being cheeky, but at the same time, we want for you guys to take a lesson from this. So, whatever business that you're in, you got to think about from a marketing perspective. You want to be good with your positioning, with your timing, with your emotional tie-in, and and being in tune with the customer's needs. And don't be gimmicky. Don't be gimmicky. Don't don't be the decoder ring. Yeah, don't be, and you know, and here's the thing. He, he even knew it was in the minds of the consumers. He's like, was there no end to this conspiracy of irrational prejudice against Red Rider and his peacemaker? You know, he's like, we got to reframe the way people are looking at Red Rider and the peacemaker here. This is, this is a, this is not what you think it is. What about um, his, his public perception, right? When we talk about brand awareness, that famous line where he goes, some men are Baptists, others are Catholics, but my father was an Oldsmobile man. Right, so he's he's positioning his dad as yep. the Oldsmobile man. There's the brand awareness. All right, so yeah, yeah. what do you think, Mark? It's a, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know they're all going to be a stretch. But yeah, he was the brand awareness, and he he knew how to paint a picture uh, of the personality behind each character or who. You know, that's that's the thing. It's good storytelling. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what marketing is: is good storytelling. All right. I like it. So we got one. We got we got our chief marketing officer. All right, let's go to something. Now, this is a little bit more with, I don't know if every company has this, but I know it's big in network marketing. It's huge in the direct sales. And that is somebody that nobody really likes to talk about, but Mr. or Mrs. Compliance. Oh, there's yeah. always somebody in charge of compliance. Yeah, compliance, and yeah, for sure. What does it mean? <sighs> well, I mean, depending on what your industry is governed by, and like ours... Regardless, we, you know, not only are we in, you know, a social retail, which is kind of direct sales space, but um, even even with our media company, we are governed by the FTC because of emails and text messages and people that, you know, you opt into stuff. Like, we have to be compliant with that. Otherwise, we get turned into the Federal Trade Commission. So, yeah, you need a compliance department, um, you know, a governing entity to make sure that you're doing things the right way and you're not, you know, being false in your claims or, or, you know, 
making promises that you're not delivering on or scamming people. Well, like, the, the funny part is that every event that we've ever been at, like they always have to do a compliance and you're like, oh, yeah. Like everybody wants to get up and go to the bathroom at that yeah, time. Yeah. And the compliance guy knows he's coming out. He's like, nobody's really going to want it. You know, you, you got to try and make it fun. Right. So who do you think? I mean, that was really working on this one. Who do I think would really be a great compliance officer from a popular holiday Christmas movie? And mm-hmm. I came up with, again, this might be a stretch. I came up with Mr. Hector. Now, who's that? Exactly. Who the heck is Mr. Hector? Well, Mr. Hector was the concierge at the Plaza Hotel in Home Alone 2. Okay. okay. Remember yep. Tim Curry? Mm-hmm. He played Mr. Hector because yep. he was always looking, checking on things, being nosy, knocking on the door. What's going on in there? Whose credit card is this? Is is this is this a bad credit card? Is this a good deal? <laughs> Reminds me more of like the IRS rather than compliance. Well, that's kind of yeah. compliance. All right. So Mr. Hector. Yeah. Well, he's annoying. He wanted to. He had a nice side. He wanted to be liked, right? He was just doing his job. He wanted to be like, like every compliance like he felt, out there. Yeah, he, he definitely showed his human side. Okay. So there's, you know. All right. If you're in the compliance department, wherever you are, they're, they're human. Yeah, Mr. Hector, Tim Curry. Okay, so we got our two. We got two positions full. We got two down. We got a couple more to go. Let's go to something that I really like, and this is a good one. Every good company right now has like an events manager. We had one of the best. Remember Story, how good yeah, she, she was? was? good. Story was awesome. She was good. What makes a good events manager? What makes someone, I mean, it's important now because you want to keep your employees happy. You want to keep your distributors happy. So events is important. Well, when people are buying an event, they're buying an experience. Um, You know, you want to make sure it's kind of like, I was reading something about the Osmonds last night and uh, Donnie Osmond really suffered with anxiety in his latter years, like in the nineties, like crippling, crippling anxiety. And it became, you know, it came from all of his years of needing to be perfect on stage. And he took it so personal because the pressure was as he grew up saying, look, people paid good money to be here. So you better give him everything you've got. Mm, Okay. And if you didn't give him everything you've got or you messed up, he took it personally and he would berate himself for the, for hours or days or, or if not longer. So when it comes to an event, you know, you have to think about your people are buying an experience. They're, they're investing their time. They're investing um, their hope in something that you're going to ignite in them. Uh, they're hoping to walk away with, you know, transformational information or tools or whatever, or, an, or an experience. Like it's, it's no different than having a wedding, you know, like, it's something that's memorable. Yeah. It's ingrained forever. And so if you have, if you put on a really crummy event, well, you know what? You're probably not going to fill the room the next time. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to just be pretty. Well, here's it's the thing. That. Attention to detail is a huge part. Yeah. Right? People go to events like, wow, the, it's the tiny details. It's how you made us look, how you made us feel. It's someone who really gets into the spirit of the, of the company. Well, think about that. They People get into take, the spirit of the event. They take pictures, right? People are taking video. So if you, here's, here's one way to like really think about investing in your business moving forward. You know, if you're doing something else outside of, you know, being tied to another company and you're an entrepreneur, having an events manager or putting details, you know, putting your, your money in the details, this is where people actually do the promoting for you. So how do you fill the seats of the next event? You have people taking video and photos of all of the little details and tagging your company and talking about what they experienced and why it was so great. And, and it creates this, what is that, you know, fear of missing out next time? Um, and that's why a good event planner is worth every penny. 
Someone who's got a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. Someone who is attention to detail. Who someone cares who, about your experience. Someone who cares about the the experience and is carrying that flag. Now, I wish I had one of those. All, can you do like a drum roll as we announce this one? We don't have a drum roll on here. No. You've got applause. I know. Well, a high right. well just okay. do one. Do a, do a little drum. All right, there you go. And the events manager for our Christmas special here on our CEO countdown for our board of directors is your favorite elf and mine, Buddy. Buddy. From Elf. Remember the display he put yes, on? Yes. That's exactly why I picked him. Yeah. That guy came in the next day. He's like, who did this? You know what he said? He goes, it's a little too good. He was worried about his job because this yep. is a little too good. Somebody's gunning for my job. Somebody's gunning for my job. He had all the details. He loved it. He did the paper mache yes. uh, snowflakes and the etch a What about Lisa's? The, the Mona, Mona Lisa? What about the Lego uh, Sears Tower? Oh, I don't remember Oh, that. yeah. He had the whole Lego, New York oh. City Lego style. Yeah, it was pretty epic. All right. Yeah. So we got so far, let's recap. Let's Buddy, get, we got Buddy the Elf as our events manager. Okay. Okay, we have Ralphie as our chief marketing director, and we have Mr. Hector from Home Alone 2 as the compliance, okay? So let's get into this one here. Now, this next one is the CEO. Well, let's go up the corporate ladder. Let's go to the treasurer first. Let's go to the CFO, chief financial officer, one of the most important. Don't look at my notes. I'm not. I'm just off. I'm staring off. Okay, the CFO, the chief financial officer, one of the most important people in the company. Now, this one here was tough because there's a lot of people that we were thinking about. Mr. Potter from uh, It's a Wonderful Life, but he, you know, good with finances, but not exactly the nice guy, kind of, you know, we didn't really trust him. He was just a greedy man. Greedy man, yeah. We had some, uh, you know... There were some other people that were making a move. Now, this one, it might seem like a stretch, but again, this is probably right up there. If it's not your number one favorite holiday movie, it's right up there in your top two or top three, and it might be one of your favorite holiday Christmas movie characters ever. For our treasurer slash CFO, chief financial officer, I'm selecting the Grizz, Clark Griswold. He certainly was. Now, here's the thing. Some of you might be scratching your heads. Clark Griswold, chief financial officer. Wasn't he in food advertisement? What, what does he have to do with numbers? Well, and you've done this. You're. We plan family trips. We plan family vacations. You got to be good with the money. Hotels. You got to be good with the money on the on the arrangements, the gas, all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. This one's a stretch for me. Hold on. Hold on, wait this a second. Is, this, he also showed up to Wally World when it was closed. But here, here's the thing: we're talking about finances, okay? So let's let's go here. <laughs> That's this is a big interesting. Mistake. You, you can first of all, you can't have a Christmas movie list with anything without finding a way to put Christmas Vacation in it. Okay. okay? Now we could have went with his boss, but his boss was the one who did away with the holiday bonuses. Not good, right? Till the end. You don't want you, you don't want a chief financial officer giving you donuts though. And this is where our conversation. Jelly of the month club. Jelly of the Month Club. This is where our conversation turns here, specifically to that thing. We're talking about bonuses. Your chief financial officer, right? You want someone that's going to work in some great bonuses. Now, this was so funny because I actually researched this. <laughs> Pretty pathetic. I'm sitting there researching it. and Where was I? You were cleaning. There's actually... 
pages and there's conversations like I was like, whoa, people have thought about this, like about his Christmas bonus. How much was it? And they're and they're debating this online. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So if we go to the merits, a lot of time, the Christmas bonus and the calculations of that bonus, what it means, there's a thing called pastimes.com, and I looked at it, and it found out, um, this is trying to figure out what his check was, and again, there's a surprisingly large degree of discussion about out there about what exactly Clark Griswold's Christmas bonus check was. So if we go to it, it was, they're saying it's about, they would say it was about 75, I think, uh, I mean, about 15,000, right? I was going to say like about 20. The cost of a pool back then, because remember, he's going to do the pool, yeah. right? Well, the cost of a pool now is about 100, um, what? 100,000. Ooh, geez, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a decent sized pool. Well, it's, I mean, yes. It, when you go into the decking, uh, anywhere to the, because you can build a decking, pool, yeah. you know, for probably 40, but then you got, you need, you need to know what kind of pool it is. Is it fiberglass? Is it, is it, uh, oh gosh, there's a tech, uh, pebble tech. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's the deck that goes around it. There's the landscaping. There's fountains. Do you want to slide? There's all kinds of things. There's lighting. Okay. Well, let's just say, let's just say back in the day, I think this movie was in 89. So if we're looking at the cost of his pool, um, we're, we're looking, I think they're like, it was like a $7,500 down payment. And, and they, did the, they did the price adjustment. They figured out that Clark must have been making about five hundred grand a year for that pool because the, uh, the average Christmas bonus was like 1.9% of your salary. So they're, they're talking about Clark Griswold making about five hundred k In 89? Well, I mean, that's why some people said it's, I don't know if, you know, he looked like a five hundred k a year type guy. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I think they I think they might have had a little it's bit a good lifestyle now. Messed up with the bonus. Mm-hmm. It's a great lifestyle. So just the fact that he can get that and he can he can do that and it was so important to him I think he would just give him the nod. I got to have him in there. All right, I'm gonna, I'll give it to you. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. Move on. Okay, moving on. And now here's the big one. Let, let's we're going up the chain of command. Now, IT director is a big one. And and these two are are very very one is very obscure. The other one you guys know. But an IT director is responsible for putting the internet technology into the company. You want to be at the forefront. You want to be on the cutting edge. So, Curtis from Santa Claus 2, remember the elf? Remember he had the the thing where Santa came in and he made a copy of Santa Claus? Yep. Okay, it's very high tech. Very yeah. high tech. Yep. But one of our favorite Christmas movies a lot of people don't watch is Arthur Christmas. It's a cartoon. Remember Arthur Christmas? No, I don't. You must have been sleeping that night. Okay, Arthur I, Christmas. I can almost guarantee <laughs> you that I was. Arthur Christmas, you have Steve Claus, which was Santa Claus's son. Santa Claus had two sons. One was Arthur, one was Steve. And Steve had figured out everything about Christmas. Like he had... He had prioritized everything, and everything was automated, and he was like he was right on top of things. So that's kind of how you want for your IT director. You want somebody who's got the latest technology, making things super easy for your company, uh, getting the toys or the product out there in an efficient manner, um, and and just working with it. So I'm going to go with a, a tie here between Steve Claus and Curtis. Uh, Steve Claus from Arthur and Curtis from Santa Claus Two. Not really excited about. No. You're not really excited about IT? You think IT is important? I do. How important? Well, it'd be a lot more. What about our IT? What about where we're at now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. Best IT? Best ever. Oh? For sure. Is it advanced? It's It acts as if it's in the future. Tell me about it. 
I mean, I can't get into it. I mean, it's a whole nother podcast. But it's good. It's very good. All right. We have awesome IT. All right. Um, okay, so let's get into this. These are the two big ones that everybody's waiting for. We'll wrap it up with that. We need to know who's going to be the COO or uh, the vice president. Now, what does a COO do, Ange? Well, operations. Like, your company needs to be operating. What are some of the characteristics of a COO? <sighs> VP. Um. Well, I mean, I would say there's, like... You, you meticulous. You got to know. They got to basically know you, everybody you else's know, job. You have to know everyone's job. You better probably know how to do it just as good, if not better than them. Um, and you have to think of whatever the business is. When I think of an, a COO, I think of somebody like, I think of the vision behind a pit stop in a race track. Like everyone has their job. But it's the timing and precision of each job that makes that vehicle fly. So if you if somebody in that pit stop isn't operating properly, it go, it falls back on the COO. Okay, so I think of a COO like just like that too. You have to have basically everybody's job. You got to know what they're doing. You got to have your hands in marketing. You got to have your hands in. Um, you certainly got to have your hands in the the CFO. You you really have to be able to rule over people but in a nice way you know because everybody wants you to do what they want you to do and you have to be you have to draw the line somewhere so it's someone who could work both sides of a company somebody who can pay attention to detail and somebody who can bring everybody together kind of rally the troops and paint the vision but at the same time it's like hey you know what they got to be able to draw the line say we needed to get this done and this was an easy one for me probably the easiest this is Vic Frohmeyer which was Dan Aykroyd's character from Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, definitely. He's a CEO material, for sure. For sure. And he knew everybody. Well, he had the whole neighborhood on his system. Yeah, he did. He was well-versed in the art of the deal. We might want to even call the art of war when it comes to business. Uh, he, he used sarcasm effectively. He, he had a big heart. He just wanted to do it for the neighborhood. But at the same time, he's like, you can't skip out on Christmas. And he wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty. Wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty. And he rallied everybody when the when everyone rallied against. That's the big part. Yeah, yeah. So remember when when they found out that he's a little bit of a visionary, big time. Yeah. And the cranks weren't going to celebrate Christmas. That's what the whole movie was about. Until the end, when their daughter was coming back, and he's got the whole neighborhood. And remember, the whole neighborhood's pissed because this was the this was like the glue, and the cranks weren't going to be there. So, and. And Mr. Crank, he had just basically made everybody mad. So here comes Vic Frohmeyer, and he grabs everybody together like you would at a meeting, and you, you get everybody in. You say, hey, guys, we've got to have a meeting about this. And he says, regardless of how you feel about Luther, that was Mr. Crank. And he goes, I know a lot of you have mixed feelings about him right now, but we are a community of people, and a community sticks together. So and, and the, the part I loved, he goes, even somebody behaving as bad – for most of the holiday season, as Luther did, like a selfish baby, right? He he could say things that were kind of mean and a dig, but he said them with love, and he said it with the understanding of moving forward. He goes, but we're not doing this for Luther. We're doing it for Blair, who used to babysit our kids and do all that. So basically, he was able to say something that was kind of mean, but at the same time, gather the troops. This sucks. We're going to get past it, and we're going to move forward. So he made his point with heart. He made his point with heart. Remember, do you remember our favorite VP? Garza. Garza. Good old Garza. 
Garza was a great VP. He could always bring people together. You can come to him with anything, but he he wasn't just a yes man. He's like, we got to stop here and we got to do this. And uh, I love that guy. Shout out to Garza. Shout out to the Trav Garza. <laughs> All right. And the last one, the chairman of the board. Now, the chairman of the board, who's going to run your company? Who's going to be the face of the company? Mm-hmm. What happens is sometimes, sometimes you need somebody who – who really has long-term commitment and vision. Well, I mean, you know, there's these positions now like chief chief visionary officer, which I don't know. I mean, you need a visionary, but I think that's where a CEO can come in. A CEO also knows operations. They also know finances, but they have vision. They're the ones carrying the flag. They got to carry the flag. They got to, you know, they should, they should be in, tune with their people they should be in tune with the marketplace they need to know where things are going they're the type of people that put every they're like they're willing to take risks they put it all on the table like i don't know i have i have a little bit of ceo in me i think yeah okay yeah i have well i'm totally unemployable at this point in my life but i mean technically i'm the ceo of this company but it's it's like i'm a visionary like i i have but that if you don't have an operations officer, and if you don't have all these other, you know, titles behind you, like your vision, your vision can do nothing. Like I'm great at vision. I'm probably horrible at integrating, but I could tell you it needs to be integrated. I just can't do it all by myself. So that's where a CEO comes in. So, all right. So Christmas. Okay. Think about a character. Who's going to be your CEO? I got two, really. I got one, and I wouldn't call it 1A. One's like your dream CEO. The other one's just someone who, okay, so I'll give you the first one. I'll give you like, not my dream CEO, but the one, George Bailey from A Wonderful Life. It's A Wonderful Life. He's a visionary. He's a visionary, but he also did a job that he didn't want to have to do. That's an interesting plot twist. Well, he cared, he, he cared deeply about the Correct. brand. Cared deeply about the customer. Yep. Um, there was times when the company could have folded, Mm-hmm. Right when it, when they hit the uh, the depression and mm-hmm. everybody wanted their money back mm-hmm. and they had to stay open to the end of the day and and he was he was testing offers from other people to have them bought out at you know fifty cents on the dollar he's like we're not going to do that it's not mm-hmm. what we're about here mm-hmm. we're going to find a way through this so he had a lot of gumption okay a lot of heart who's your who's your one B okay the ultimate Christmas story the reason that Christmas exists Jesus Jesus. Jesus CEO. It's a great book, by the way. Jesus CEO is a great book. Great book. If you're here still and you're listening to this, Jesus CEO is one of the best books that you can get. If you're a Christian entrepreneur and you really want to principles on how to run your business, because there's so much in the Bible that is, people say it's ancient, it's an old book, but the ancient wisdom, it's foundational, it's fundamental, okay? And there's always a story in there that you're like, that's how to run a business. You know, people will look today to all of these Richard Branson and, and, and all, you know, Jeff Bezos and what they're doing. And they're basically, flawed human. Jesus as your CEO. Yeah. That's my pick. He's my 1A. He's my 1A all day. Yeah. Well, the only other thing we forgot now, I feel we didn't really forget a position. I just didn't know where to put him. Who? Well, one of the most beloved characters in any Christmas movie. We talked about a movie he was in, and we used Tim Curry, but what about Kevin McAllister? Yeah. No? 
on Kevin McAllister, what, what would be the who position? doesn't watch Home Alone or, or Home Alone Two on Christmas? What would be his position? Well, let's look at him. Kevin McAllister was young, energetic. He wouldn't let anything get in his way. He was tough. He cared. You always need. Here's my part. You always need someone young. We'll call him the flag carrier. He was. He was a rebel. You always need a young, energetic flag carrier in business today. If you have a business that's run by, and we're we're getting so there. So is there your chief visionary officer? Could is be. That, that's that new title. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I just want someone who's young, who has a who has a mind that can get around things like Kevin could. I want somebody who. Um, is got a little bit of tenacity in him like Kevin had, but mm-hmm. still had a heart. And if you don't have someone that's young that can carry your flag, then what happens is the younger people in your company are like, who's next? Who's up for the task? Who's going to be the voice? When we talk about like an Elon Musk or somebody, somebody who's a young visionary who can paint that picture and rally the troops and say, this is where we're going. And not only this is where we're going, but I'm going to be there with you guys. Not somebody who, when the when the going gets tough, he takes off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or moves on because he feels like the grass is greener somewhere else. Yeah, or just gets lazy. Yeah. You want somebody who's like, I'm in it. Let's do this. So I'm going to put Kevin McAllister. We're going to give him, because we had to have a position for him. Now, if I might have missed somebody along the way, and I, I do have to say, in doing this list, there's one thing you're probably going, hey, psst, where's the women on this list? And it, it wasn't that I didn't want to pick a woman. There's just not a lot of – this is alerting us that there's not a lot of uh, – there's not a lot of Christmas characters. We should pick it. It's predominantly male run in, this, in the Christmas movie genre. Peaceful protest. Yeah. This is my peaceful protest. There needs to be a well, you, female character in a Christmas movie besides some cheesy Hallmark movie. Yeah. Usually it's like the sweet mom or, you know, but they don't have a big role. And I think maybe that's – if know, there's Ralphie's a movie – Ralphie's mom could have done – could have been one. I mean, she she has okay. She's strong. She was a strong woman. She spoke up. Okay. She spoke up about the leg lamp. It was the ugliest lamp I've ever seen in my entire life. Right there's that. She had her picky son that she got to eat. So she was, you know, creative and getting people to do things that they didn't want to do. Um, she, you know, also was empathetic about putting the soap in her son's mouth and actually put the soap in her own okay. mouth, you know, and then realized how horrible that must have been for him. And she saved his butt when he got into a little fight. So, you know, she she knew how to run the house. All right. She knew how to run the house. And the other guy we didn't have a job for, and I don't think there's any job for him, Uncle Eddie. There's no job for Uncle Eddie. Uncle Eddie's unemployed. For, he's unemployed he's for a unemployed reason. He's unemployed for a reason. He needs to just be emptying the you-know-what. Yeah. I mean, Uncle Eddie would make a good security guard or, you know. Yeah. You know, but Uncle Eddie's, I like what, we'll just end there. Uncle Eddie is employed for a reason. So there you go. There's our list. I hope it was fun. I hope you stuck around and uh, you listened to it. And whatever happens is I hope that you realize that it's really important as we move forward. Your company culture is one of the things that Angelique and I really try and look for. We look for a culture that fulfills all of these things, even though we kind of had a joke about it here. Um, well, you do need a visionary. You do need somebody who, uh, in your internet uh, IT person, who is on the forefront because it's changing so rapidly. You do need somebody who is in charge of events and that can uh, really make people feel special for being there. You certainly need a COO who is like a, a Vic Frohmeyer who is ready to just work his tail off to keep everybody together and on track. So, 
That's yeah. it. Maybe uh, maybe we'll come out with some new movies. Maybe you guys can message us for some people. I think you probably had somebody in your head. You're like, wait a minute, you guys missed this. So <laughs> this is Dave. By the way, this is David's kind of pride and joy episode. Just for the record. You probably had more fun preparing for this one than most. Well, we're in the middle of a move. I, I would have liked a couple more days to prepare, so yeah. I did a little bit of research, but not enough. We are we are definitely tomorrow's our last tonight's our last night in this place, and then I wish I could say that we were moving into our home, but we're not. We are going to be Airbnb hopping for some time until further notice. So we have. I'm slightly stressed. But we do have. Uh, we have one more episode coming out before Christmas. Okay. So uh, we'll see you guys again before Christmas. Yep. If you thought this was fun and you want to share it with somebody, then please, we would appreciate the shares and the likes and, and the we comments. Would, yes, and, and leave us some reviews. Let us know how we helped you through 2021. You know, go on iTunes, leave a review, um, share it, tell us about We We made a lot of people's top five. We saw these shareable uh, stories on Instagram, and we were in the top five of most of most of you're gonna let me know about that. I'm just learning pretty, about this just now. I can't tag you. You are in Instagram jail. <laughs> so, you guys tag me when you can't tag David because he gets himself in trouble. And uh, got a little Kevin McAllister in me. Got does, a little rebel in me. Slightly, slightly. Um, or Scott Farkas. Maybe that's who you guys. Oh come on! I'm <laughs> just kidding. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We hope uh, that you find yourself. Filled with the joy of Christmas from the one and only Jesus CEO.